I know I've done this many times, but it feels like whenever I preach here, it feels foreign to me. Always foreign to me, even though I've done this so many times in, uh, uh, in young professionals. Um, uh, what they call that. So, what, what day today? December 20. Okay, December 20. <laughs> so, it's almost, it's almost Christmas. Uh, we're going to touch on that topic just a little bit. Um, but our topic for today, uh, for tonight, is about things that deceive people. So, what are those things that deceive, uh, that deceive people, that deceive us, that, that deceives uh, both saved and unsaved, saved and unsaved people? So, let's all stand up and open our Bibles in Matthew chapter 24, verse 3 to 12, and then after that. We need to open our Bibles to Jeremiah chapter 9, verse 5 to 6. So just put a bookmark after the Matthew. And you don't have to um, just follow me with your eyes. Then uh, I'll read it. Uh, Matthew chapter 24, verse 3 to 12. So this is about the deception. So Matthew chapter 24, verse 3 to 12. And he sat upon the Mount of Olives... The disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall, and what shall be uh, the sign of thy coming? And of, the end, uh, and, and of the end of the world. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars, See that ye be not, be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines, pestilence, and earthquakes in diverse, in diverse places. All these things are the beginning of sorrows. Verse 9, Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted, and shall kill you, and ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. This is already happening uh, for my name's sake, but this is not yet. And then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. And many, and many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. Next is Jeremiah chapter 9, verse 5 to 6. Jeremiah chapter 9. Jeremiah chapter 9, verse 5 to 6. And they will deceive everyone, his neighbor, and will not speak the truth. They have taught their tongue to speak lies. So what do you mean by they taught their tongue? They have trained themselves to do, to speak lies. They have trained themselves. They have mastered the lies. And weary themselves to commit iniquity. Thine habitation is in the midst of deceit. Uh, through deceit, they refuse to know me. Say it, the Lord. So let's, um, let's uh, open up in the word of prayer. Uh, Father God in heaven, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for this wonderful evening that you have given to us, Lord. Empower us, Lord, with your uh, spirit, Lord, to help us to understand your word. And also, Lord, give me utterance. And also, Lord, uh, give us light, Lord, to be uh, so that we could avoid deception, Lord, because we live in this world. We live in this imperfect world where lies spread out really quickly, Lord, than the truth, Lord. And... Uh, uh, Lord, uh, help us, Lord, to identify, Lord, what are the what are these things that deceive our that deceive us, uh, Lord, so that we could uh, uh, ask for wisdom, Lord, and also, Lord, so we could equip ourselves and to this uh, uh, spreading lies uh, all over the world, Lord, and forgive us our sins and shortcomings, and bless this day, and uh, bless the preaching of your word, and. Empower me, Lord, Lord, to, to share your message, Lord. In Jesus Christ's name we pray, amen. Okay, so please be seated. So our topic for tonight is about 
the things that deceive people. So what are those things that... So according here, I have identified, but probably these things are going to overlap. There's plenty of things. I don't know if you heard about... Um, there's a controversy now, looming now in, in the Catholic Church. I don't know if you if you heard about that. The Pope is now accepting the homosexuals. Yeah. So that's pretty that's pretty big. When I saw that in I saw that in X, I was like, this is no surprise. Because they, they've been in the history of spreading lies. Yeah. So um, so we're going to talk about what are those things. So not just the Catholic Church, so we will just we will just touch on that. There are plenty of things, even inside the church, there are also lies spreading inside. So what are those things? And how can we those identify? So number one, uh, I, before we go to the point, so just the introduction. So uh, the devil's main work is to deceive people. So we have to be, uh, we have to know that the that deception did not come from God. It is coming from the devil. Once the devil deceives other people, once the other people gets deceived, they become deceivers themselves because they think that what they know is true and then they spread it to other people Then they don't know it's another deception. And then it multiplies, it becomes truth. They think it is the truth. So it says here in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 13. So this is what's happening right now in 2 Timothy Chapter 3, verse 13. 2 Timothy, chapter 3, verse 13. It says here, But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. So it's a, it's a, it multiplies. So evil men gets deceived. Those evil men that get deceived become deceivers themselves. So... And then it multiplies. And then in Second John chapter one, chapter one, verse seven. That is Second John chapter one, verse seven. Second John, verse seven. For many deceivers are entered into the world who confess not, not that Jesus Christ came into the flesh. This is a deceiver and an antichrist so those are obvious those are obvious uh deceivers what are those those people who deny that the lord jesus christ came here you know there are there are rumors spreading especially in israel uh there are rabbis that are spreading lies that the body of jesus christ was stolen uh stolen from the grave but the truth is they cannot show uh the Bible already predicted that that's what, what's going to do uh, the, the rabbis. That's what they're going to do. Uh, they're going to spread the lies that the body of Jesus Christ is stolen instead of resurrected, even though uh, they know that it is resurrected. Um, open your Bibles in Matthew chapter 28, and here's the verse for that. Chapter 28, verse 15. Uh, 14, uh, sorry, I think 13 to 15. Yeah, 13 to 15. So I'll just read it. Matthew chapter 28, verse 13 to 15. Saying, say ye, his disciples came by night and stole him away while we slept. So this is the lie that they're spreading out. And if this come to the governor's ear, we will persuade him and secure you. So they took the money. So these are the guards that saw that the, that the Lord uh, rose, uh, rose again from the grave. So, and then they bribed these guards. And, this, um, and if this come to the governor's ear, we will persuade him and secure you. So they took the money and did as they were taught. And this saying is commonly reported among the Jews until this day. So until this present time, they don't believe that the Lord Jesus Christ has resurrected. So they don't, that's why, that's the reason why it's very hard for them to believe that the Lord Jesus Christ came already and then they rejected them. Uh, they rejected him. So one of the main signs is that, um, uh, main signs here is that uh, no man, no man, uh, take heed that no man deceive you. So we need to study the word of God so that we would not be deceived because that is the work of the devil. So our first point, 
the number one, the deceiver of the world is, you know, uh, this is a very common, alcohol and other mind-altering altering, uh, mind altering substances. So it says here in Proverbs chapter 20, verse 1. So this is one primary source of this de- deception. Uh, Proverbs chapter 20, verse 1, it says here, Wine is a mocker, strong drink is raging, and whosoever is deceived thereby is not wise. The problem with this, they don't, even that's why in driving, that's why they restricted alcohol in driving. It's because it, uh, it, it, it uh, fogs your judgment. That's why it is not allowed. Even, even in Canada, uh, in Canada, it's a foolish law that they did in Canada that uh, they allowed uh, they allowed cannabis. So what happened when they allowed cannabis? Uh, the number of uh, traffic accidents skyrocketed. So they got they, they're surprised. Well, it's not a surprise because it changes their it fogs their judgment. So even those little things, dry, as, such as driving, already fogs your judgment. How about on the bigger things? Yeah. They say, if I became sober, it's, it's already gone. No, no, no. It actually alters your brain. But we are not going to be talking about that uh, on the secular part. Because we don't, need to, we don't need the proof from the secular. It's already in the Bible. So yeah. we don't need to... Although the science is now catching up, yeah. uh, but we don't need that. Because the Bible already said that beforehand, before even science was even a thing. So, it is also said here in Proverbs chapter 23, 29 to 30. So, this is the effects of alcohol. So, 23, 29 to 35. Who hath woe, who hath sorrow, who hath contentions, who hath babbling, who hath wounds without cause, who hath redness of eyes, they that tarry long at the wine, they that go to seek mix wine. Look not thou upon the wine when it is red, when it is give it his color in the cup, when it is move it itself aright. At the last it bite it like a serpent and sting it like an adder. Thine eye shall be, behold strange women. So that's why it's, you know, uh, drugs and alcohol is usually associated with, sometimes with prostitution. So it's already predicted in the Bible. Strange women and thine ha- and thine heart shall utter perverse things. And this is true because, you know, when you go, you know, when I was in the Philippines, when you go, uh, when you go on a sari-sari store, sometimes you saw, you know, people came from the Philippines, you know, when you come by to sari-sari store, you will see those drunkards telling different stories. And even those, those stories, if you listen to them, it sounds incoherent. And it does not. So, and then they utter perverse things. So they are, they are out of control. Yeah, thou shalt be he that lieth down in the midst of the sea, or he hath lieth upon the top of the mast, they have stricken me, thou shalt say, uh, and I was not sick, they have, beat, uh, they have beaten me, and I have felt it not, when shall I awake, I will seek, yet, uh, I will seek it yet again. So that's a, that's a typical going on with, with, with drunkards. So it's very, it's especially, I know it's, um, there are. I met some of the who are newly saved, uh, who are struggling. They are still struggling with this, because that's the problem with alcoholism. So once it gets you deceived, it's very hard. It's very hard. You need the grace of God for you to overcome that problem. So it's going to take some time. Number two, number two, the things that deceive people is the that the deceitfulness of riches. Deceitfulness of riches is mentioned here in Matthew chapter 13, verse 22. Chapter 13, verse 22. Chapter 13, verse 22. He also that receives seed among the thorns is he that heareth the word and the care of this world and then the care of this world and the and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and become it unfruitful so what is the problem with uh, with this so riches itself it's not it's not the issue the issue here is the person who wield the riches who is not prepared to to handle the responsibilities of riches or they are not prepared or they are they thought that the riches is the only way to freedom 
The only way to freedom is not riches because the riches cannot bring you to heaven. And you cannot take that you cannot take that when you die. Yes. Um, it, you, you, have, you will not realize that until you haven't seen it before your eyes. When I seen, I've seen it before my eyes. Um, when, when I saw my dad, uh, you know, uh, dying, and then my dad is uh, already uh, six feet under, it's like all of his things is just left behind. And then when my, my mom told me, it's like, that's it. That's how life is. Life is very short, and we need to invest those time, and we need to invest the time that we have um, in serving the Lord, because the riches that we have here is very temporary. Uh, it's, it's, it's not very temporary. It's temporary, and the riches in heaven that will last forever. So, what are those riches in heaven? Those mansions, those jewels, those will last forever. Have you ever wondered? I don't know if this crossed your mind. We are already in heaven. There's no need for trading. There's no need for mansion. There's no need for those things because we have already the Lord Jesus Christ is already, we are already together with him. So it must be something. If the Lord is telling us to focus on the things which are above, it must be something. Although the Lord did not, did not reveal what are, what, is, what are those things. But it must be something. So we need to invest in the treasures in heaven. It's good that to, we have to prepare. I'm not saying that we have to be, uh, it, does, it doesn't mean we have to give up and be irresponsible with our finances. No, that's not, that's, that's, that's not the whole point. The whole point is, you need to, we still need to be responsible in our finances here, but we, should need, we will not uh, put all of our time just to build treasures here. Because most of the time, we are forgetting the work of God. We are just focusing on the things that are here in the world. So we need to find, uh, not to, when it is conflicting, you need to sacrifice the things that is of the world. Let's say if you are conflicting with, uh, with your ministry and then it's of the world, it is much better to sacrifice the things of the world than the things of God. So those are the things. Sometimes we, it gives us the, the false security. And here's the reality. Um, when we think, ah, probably invest in assets like houses or land or property, that's good. But the problem with that is that the security of the property depends on how sane is the government. It's, 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 it's in the sanity of the government. Uh, if the government is still sane, your title of property is still honored. But if the government becomes insane, that piece of paper becomes nothing. You don't own anything. So as long as it honors the title, as I hope that the government will continue to honor the, 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 uh, the property, the title. But it happened to a, a few celebrities, few celebrities in the internet, because the government doesn't like him. Uh, he just, the government just took away all of his assets because it's just paper. When he says the paper, uh, you own this property, they can easily change that. So they can easily put their name, they can easily do that. So there is no securities and riches. Even if you invest in the stock market, you have no assurance that it's always going to fly. Although mathematically, but you cannot, even to talk to anyone, even the richest person in the world, they will always say, you, even they, they know there's no assurance that uh, the prices will always go up. Nobody knows. So do not be overconfident about those treasures. And also, there's a problem with the deceitfulness of treasures. Um, treasures can make you high-minded, that you think that you, will, you are invincible, yeah. that you can buy results. Yeah. This is what's happening now you know, in the World Economic Forum. They think, you know, those rich people who are participating in that, they think they can control the world. They cannot control the world because the world belongs to God. Amen. The world is owned by God. When the Lord says, uh, so as according to the Bible, the silver, as say it, thus saith the Lord, the silver is mine, the gold is mine. Thus saith the Lord. So they should not, they, they cannot act like they own everyone. So they cannot act that because even our souls, our life is owned by God. If the Lord says, you're going to die tomorrow. You're going to die tomorrow. There's nothing you can do about it. So n there's no riches can save us. 
So that's the that's the problem. And also people say, you know, the the the, the riches change this particular person. No, that's not true. What the riches does, it reveals the person. Because the, what, what the riches does, you know, what money does to us, it gives us power. And power, it receive, it, when power, it amplifies our intention, and our intention is revealed. What do we do with our money? It reveals who we are. So it, it does not change the person, it just amplifies the person. So number three, number three that deceives uh, the people is worldly philosophy, vain deceit and traditions of men. It says here in Colossians chapter two, verse eight. Chapter two, verse eight. Colossians chapter two, verse eight. Colossians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, yeah. Colossians chapter 2, verse 8, Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. So it's clear here, uh, what are those worthy philosophy? So these are uh, the things that are not coming from God. So the, the principles that are not coming from God. So what are those? The, the popular the, the popular culture humanism materialism false religion evolution uh, the, the belief that we we come from this world started from the started from millions mil, billions of years before it got developed I used to be deceived by this principle that, to be honest I only got uh, it changed my mind about evolution when I came here in New Zealand and I heard about creation.com. To be honest, that's 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 uh, that's the truth, um, because I haven't seen the evidence of the other side. I only seen the evidence of the other side. So I believe that I believe that uh, principle, but at the back of my mind, I still cannot reconcile. Uh, I still believe that uh, the Lord exists. It's just that you know the the six days of creation. I just could not reconcile it. But I parted. I did not give it up. So I just I just thought that the, the Lord will reveal it to me until I came here and then I learned about creation.com. So it's still a blessing. So it's still a blessing that now I can confidently say that the Lord has made this has made the universe in six whole days. So so the, it's only it's only uh, a matter of uh, trusting the word of God. My only mistake is I did not trust the word of God. That's my that's my major mistake. Um, I relied on the evidences that's coming from you know from science because I love science. When I was a teenager, I love I love science. I love physics. Um, those are the things that I study a lot. Um, but but the, the the good thing about it, it's not the the good thing about it is that those. It's just a way I wasted my time because when you study physics and science, you will always go back to the Bible. Yeah. You always go back to the Bible. So just believe the Bible. If you don't like science, you don't like physics, just go back to the Bible. It's all in here. So worthy philosophy, vain deceit, traditions of men. What are those traditions of men? Um, you know, uh, uh, Santa Claus. Uh, the, the Santa Claus is actually a counterfeit of the Lord Jesus Christ, if you think about it. Because Santa Claus, you know, he knows when you are awake. He knows when you've been good and he knows when you've been bad. No, it's like omniscient, omniscient being. And the only omniscient being that is existed, that is existing in this world is only the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. He's the only one that knows that you've been good. If you've been bad, he knows everything about you. Yeah. He even knows uh, the number of our hair. So the problem with the, with the Santa Claus, it replaces the Lord Jesus Christ. If you present that to a kid, it replaces the Lord. They think, oh, there's someone else that is much more powerful than the Lord, that can distribute gifts in all over the world in just, you know, in just less than an hour. So, so that even, well, this is the mistake of my parents because my parents taught me that when I was a kid, uh, Santa Claus was real. 
So I really, I really believe I, I also hang, uh, I hang socks, I hang socks and even put letters. <laughs> I even put letters, and my dad always put 100 pesos, regardless of how many socks I put in. <laughs> so how does he know that is only uh, is is only uh, three children only living in this house? So because I pretended that that plenty of children, so I put many socks. So. <clears throat> So, but uh, you know, I got deceived by that. So please do not teach your children about Santa Claus. Okay, I will not teach my children about Santa Claus. Yeah. It's not good. Okay, even though it's it's fun, but I don't think it's a good practice. Yeah. Because the good practice is we stick to the Word of God. That's it. Yeah. So, um, and after that, my parents repented. <laughs> I, I I I told my uh, and my, my my dad told me that it's not true. And then uh, that's, they just want to play with my innocence. That's all. <clears throat> but, all right. So number four, number four, uh, worthy philosophy. Uh, probably I forgot to, to mention what are the, probably we'll go back. I forgot something about that. Number four is the heart. It says here in Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 9. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 9. Jeremiah 17 verse 9 The heart is deceitful above all things desperately wicked who can know it Next is Proverbs chapter 4 verse 23 Proverbs chapter 4 verse Open it wrong. It's 24. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 3. Is it? Ah, 4, verse 23. Sorry. Chapter 4, verse 23. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. So, what are the, so the main point, the main point here is regarding to our heart is our feelings. Our feelings can be deceitful. Very deceitful, sometimes you will feel that people don't care about you. You have that feeling, people don't care about you, or um, people don't pray about you, or you have this feeling that they will betray you, but it's actually your heart that's telling you that, and it is desperately wicked. Um, it's very deceitful. This is also, uh, this is what's happened. That's why there are so many broken uh, broken-hearted people because they trust their heart. That's their problem. Um, they trust their heart if they feel that uh, they, they, they can feel the electricity that's coming from this person. Ah, he must be the one. So it's very deceitful. Um, but here's the reality. When you get married, those doesn't matter. What really matters the most is your, is your commitment with the Word of God. That's really what matters the most. You know, in marriage and the commitment with, with your each other. Because feelings will, will come and go. It's the commitment that stays you together. Eh, because you can tell every every married person here, they say, do you feel do you feel in love with your husband or your wife? Saying, Sometimes, 50%. It's just the reality. So you cannot base it on feelings, especially on salvation. Especially on salvation. That's why people have have doubts in their salvation because they think their salvation is based on feelings. When the Word of God tells you you are saved, you are saved. Regardless what, what how you feel, if you feel like you're not saved, no, no, no. The Word of God tells you you're saved, you're saved. That's it. So you have to trust the Word of God so it's not based on feelings because if salvation is based on feelings, we're doomed. <laughs> because the moment you, you, you doubted your you doubted your salvation, you're going to hell. Yeah. So, um, that's why the heart is very, that's, that's how the heart deceives us. What are in, in such a ways that hearts deceive us? Uh, you know, the gay people, the gay people, the trans, the, trans, the LGBTQ is a good example. The heart deceived deceive them. 
they think uh, the the heart tells them whatever that the hearts they're producing that's their identity but actually it's just their uh, it's just their mental mental disorder that produces those feelings uh, towards the same the same uh, same gender and then they think that's true they think that's love oh, I'm in love with this person I should be accepted by God because the the God has designed me to be this way. You know, there's a song by Lady Gaga, you know, I was born this way. That's not true. You are born to glorify God. You are not born to, you are not born to, uh, uh, to, to wallow in the mud and to, to bait yourself with, uh, with, uh, with the pleasures of this world. We are born to glorify God. So I know, uh, I know uh, for some people it is, di- it is difficult because it is a mental disorder. But by the grace of God, they can overcome it. If they submit to the word of God, they will be able to overcome it. Because I have seen testimonies that are used to be homosexuals, but they are now living in a good life. Because they, 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 they now understand that trusting the word of God is the best solution to homosexuality. So, um, so the heart is deceitful above all things. It says here in Luke chapter 6, verse 45, a good man, and also we need to be careful what we put things in our heart. So we need to be careful on what, what, what we put in our minds and in our hearts, what we read, because uh, we need to guard our hearts. So that's why it's mentioned here in Proverbs chapter 4.23 early on, but we will continue that in Luke chapter 6 verse 45 a good man out of the out of the good treasure of his heart bring it forth that which is good and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bring it forth that which is evil for the abundance of the heart uh, for the which is evil for the abundance of the heart his mouth speaketh so we need to be careful on what we put in our hearts on what we believe because if you if you put in garbage, what you're going to spit out is also garbage, yeah. right? If you if you're learning things that are untrue or that are lies, what you're going to spit out are also lies. Yeah. When when people they become obsessed with you know I'm not against I'm not against I'm a bit lenient onto these things, but I shouldn't be. But um, I'm I'm not I'm not. I'm not uh, what they call this. Uh, what they call this, um, you know, the, some some telenovela. Sometimes I, I, I tell my I tell my wife. Where's my wife? She's away. Okay, good. So sometimes I tell my wife, what what are you watching? It's a telenovela from the Philippines. That's worthless. There's no there. there I'm, I'm I was like, but sometimes I know you know girls like to like to put drama in their lives. So, <laughs> nah, just kidding. Uh, sometimes to put drama in their lives, but you know, uh, uh, avoid it because as much as possible, avoid it as much as possible. Uh, because the problem with that, if you get obsessed with that, without you knowing, it's already saturating the narratives in your heart. And you're what? That's a narrative that becomes your belief. And it becomes your belief. It also becomes your words. It becomes your advice. It becomes your principles. Be careful with your thoughts because your thoughts become words. Be careful with your words because your words become actions. Be careful with your actions because your actions become habits. Be careful with your habits because your habits become your character. Be careful with your character because your character will become your destiny. And it becomes your destiny, it's game over. So that's why we need to protect our heart. We need to guard our heart it is already deceitful, but we, we, should, we should protect it so that it will not be more deceitful. So, point number five. False prophets who tell what uh, they... Uh, uh, false prophets who tell people what they want to hear. So, uh, in Isaiah chapter 30, verse 10. Um, Isaiah chapter 30, verse 10.
uh, Isaiah chapter 30 verse 10 Yep which say to the to the seers see not and to the prophets prophesy not unto us writings speak unto us smooth things prophesy deceit and it says here in Psalms chapter 118 verse 8 Psalms 118 verse 8, It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. Proverbs 29 verse 25. Proverbs 29 verse 5. The fear of man bringeth a snare, but whoso putteth his trust in the Lord shall be safe. So, here's the problem with false prophets. Um, well, it's really a problem, but sometimes we think about false prophets is just false prophets outside of the church. You know, those things who teach different doctrines that doesn't align with the Bible. Example is the Catholic Church is, a, is the biggest example. Islam is another example. Uh, Hindu, all other religions out there. Uh, and so-called Christian groups. Uh, they are not, they are including but not limited to, to those groups because sometimes false teachers and false prophets are also inside the church. Are also inside the church. Who are those people? These are the people who spreads who spreads concepts that doesn't exist in the Bible. Yeah. They go to the church. I don't know what's going on. It feels like I'm not I'm not because I I have that experience in my in my in my uh, in my home church. Um, sometimes you know false teachers comes from within, and it's sad is that. Um, The problem, the problem with this is that it, it, could, it could be one of us. The problem is that when our pride takes root in our heart, we think we are somebody and anything that we thought of, we, thought, we think that it is true and then we spread it to, somewhere, uh, to someone else. And then we become the false teachers. So be careful. Not everyone in the church will teach you always the right things. You have to you have to know you have to be equipped you have to know your bible it doesn't mean that that person attends the church doesn't mean he could be a good teacher not everyone you know not everyone so if you have doubts reach reach out to your pastor why because he is accountable that is he's going to be accountable to to god that's the best way so that's what i did when i was in uh, in my home church so i look for a, a mentor I look for someone that I could ask questions because I don't want to rely because they could be false teachers. So I am not yet equipped. So I need someone to I need someone to help me. So I prayed and then the Lord direct me to the right people. So it is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. Sometimes we are too confident with our friends. We're too confident with our friends. Ah, you know, this person is going to say the right things about me because he's my friend. No. Of course, he's your friend. He's not going to hurt your feelings. So he's not going to tell you the truth. Obviously, if you, want to, if you want to hear the truth, if you want to hear the truth, go to the Word of God. You will hear the truth. Yeah. That we are not good people. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, we act like we, we, act like we are good people. Yeah. We, we, we act like we're good. We are here to weaken point fingers. And we, uh, you, know, you know that person, then, then you, you gossip in People gossip. You know that person is that. And then, uh, what's gonna happen? <clears throat> you know, uh, oh, you know this person, he's not like me. Ah, I'm do this, I'm that. Even though I'm just watching this stuff, I'm still good, like better than this person. So, that's the problem. Yeah. So, false teachers, you need to understand that when you see a person that is, you think that is lower than you, You have to remember that in the eyes of God, we are all equal. Yeah. We are all equal. If that person is capable of committing sin, you are also equally capable of committing that yeah. same sin. Yeah. So if you, if you see that, you will, you will love that person even more. You will love that person more even though you don't agree with that person. So <clears throat> fear of man, bring it a snare. So don't, don't fear a man. Sometimes you are fear because he's our friend. I'm also, uh, I've experienced this, but actually this is very, very wrong, you know. 
um, the fear of man bringeth a snare. Who so, uh, we sometimes we silence ourselves because we silence ourselves. We don't want to speak the truth because ah, you know, he's my friend. I don't want him to get offended. Probably I will not speak about it. So we become false teachers. Even though you uh, you have the right answer, you can speak it out, but you chose to be silent. So then we are basically helping these false teachers. So it's also, and also what's happening, what's happening right now, false teachers uh, all around the globe, what we can see in the internet, you know, the good example is the World Economic Forum. So for, it says here in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, for we wrestle not against, the fle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high, sp in high places. What's going on right now, what's going on right now in the world today, in the world stage today, it's not a political movement. Ah, you know, that's politics. I don't want to talk about that. No, no, it's not a political movement that's going on outside. If you, if, you, if you study it very closely, it's not a political battle. It's a spiritual battle. The people who are, who are, who are, who are uh, 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 behind those things are pushing an agenda. They want to push an agenda. And they start with a very attractive idea. What's their idea? You will own nothing and you will be happy. So that's their idea. And then they will push the agenda that you should not, that, uh, that, that our children should be taught about transgenderism, that the woman can be a man and man can be a woman. If you, if you say, if you dare to say that a man is a man, you're a bigot. You don't understand the world, and then they will they will cancel you. You know it happened in United Kingdom. There's one person, a politician, named Nigel Farage. I know because I'm a I like reading politics, but he's one of the victims. You know what you know what happened to him because he has a different point of view with regards to men and women. Just example, just a men and women. He's just telling basically the truth that men cannot be women and women cannot be men. His bank account got frozen. That is crazy. His bank account got frozen. Our enemies, our enemies is not each other. Our enemies is up there in the high places. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So it's sad that um, um, many people trust these institutions. They don't, know, they don't know what's really going on. It's a spiritual battle. It's not a political battle. Um, number six, sin. Sin promises much, but accomplishes, accomplishes nothing. So this is also uh, deceptive. It's also in Hebrews chapter 3, verse 13. But exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. So we need to be reminded every day about sin. We need to be reminded about the glory of God. That's why we need to exhort one another daily. It says daily. So don't just show up you know, uh, every Sunday, but also do your, uh, do your devotion as well, your prayer and also your Bible reading. Because it says here, daily yeah. while it is called today while it is today when you say today it's urgent right now yeah. lest any of you be hardened through deceitfulness of sin that's why very reminder even though sometimes i know some of you gets tired uh what you call that in tagalog ah it's paulet ulet it's always the same every day it's always the same every night you know why why the why the holy spirit gives us the same message over and over again because we're not doing it that's why the Holy Spirit of God uh, leads pastor to tell the same message over and over again. So, because that is also the command of the Holy Spirit, is to exhort one to another, to, re to remind each other about the realities of life according to the Bible. We need to be reminded about sin. Yeah. That's why it's very important that you, when, when it's Sunday, show up. When it's Wednesday, try your best to show up yeah. because you never know how the devil will attack. Yeah. 
And when the devil starts to attack you, you don't know you you hunted you got by surprise. It's game over. Right. You got deceived, and you're one of the deceivers. Unfortunately, um, unfortunately it happens. But we need to be aware. Number seven. So, but I will cut it short. I know it's what time is it? Is it okay if we can extend until 9 p.m.? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> So, uh, number seven, pride. Pride of thine heart and the, ter uh, the terribleness that hath deceived thee, uh, according to Jeremiah, uh, pride, basically just pride. There's two types of pride. It's called, uh, um, well, this is, uh, I just put a, a bit of science in here. Uh, but basically in the Bible, it's just pride. But, but there are two categories of that. It's called narcissism. So there's two categories of narcissism. The other one is grandiose narcissism. The second one is vulnerable narcissism. We're going to discuss that a little bit. Um, um, and those, narciss those narcissistic narcissism is not a mental illness. It is a behavior. So which means you, you, you will, it is possible that uh, most of us, you know, more likely more, most of us practice it. It's just we're not aware of it. It's good that we are aware of that. That's why we need the Bible to, for us to be aware that these things happen. Um, it says here in Galatians chapter three, chapter six, verse three. Uh, Galatians chapter six, verse three. Uh, For if a man think himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceiveth himself. So again, these things are very deceitful. Um, pride is one of those uh, uh, powerful uh, de uh, deception tool. Obadiah, Obadiah verse 3. The pride of thine heart hath deceived thee. Thou that dwellest in the clefts of the rock whose habitation is high, that saith in his heart, who shall bring me down to the ground? So that's, that's the problem of pride. What is the forms of pride? So I'll give you an example of forms of pride. You don't want to change your mind. It's a good example is you don't want to change your mind. You know, you know, uh, you know yourself, you're wrong, but you refuse to change. Because what? You think so highly of yourself. You think you're so smart. We think sometimes, we think sometimes we're so smart that we cannot be wrong. When people told, told us, uh, why this is wrong, we got offended because of our pride and we cannot, and we cannot learn. This is one of the reasons that uh, we, not just Christians, people in general do not learn because of pride. You cannot, you cannot go down. It's too high because if you fall down, you're going you're gonna to get yourself hurt. That's why, it's, that's why we need to be humble all the time. What do we mean by be humble? We should be open. We, sh we, 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 sh we need to be open to a conversation. Sometimes uh, 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 we have that conversation with, uh, with Brother Matthew before about charging interest. So we, we have this very productive, very productive conversation about interest. So uh, it's really a blessing because both of us are open, you know, open to doing this discussion about charging interest. Um, I'm open also changing my mind and he's also open in changing his mind. So you have this productive conversation. You learn both sides. I learn from him, he learns from me. So that's, that's what should be, that's what we should be doing. Um, we should need, we should not think highly of ourselves. And we, should, we need to remember that we are nothing. We are also, you know, simple people saved by grace. The reason, the, the reason that we have that we've become wise, to some extent, is because of the Word of God. Because the Word of God makes people wise. That's that's the truth. Um, it's because of the Word. Just imagine if we don't if if we don't study the Word of God, what's going to happen to us? So. Uh, this is this is very this is very common, you know. Pride. It's when they when people refuse to change their mind, 
that's the reason why it's hard to that's that's why it's very hard for some people to accept the Lord Jesus Christ because they're not open because of their pride they think that they are a good they're a good person they can make it to heaven they don't want to admit that they cannot make it so it's hard for them to that's why it's very hard for rich people to go down um, I don't know if you read this I don't know any one of you has Twitter or X I'm the only one Twitter X Okay, it looks like I thought I was the only one who who asked that. So I follow I follow Elon Musk. I follow Elon Musk. So I'm a big fan of Elon Musk. So <laughs> so I follow him. So uh, what they call that? Yeah, I, I I read his tweet that if people goes to hell, uh, if that is the truth, because someone shared to him the gospel, probably probably I will go with them. So I don't know what's playing in his in in his mind. But the Bible already predicted why the rich people are going to be hard to be saved, uh, to be saved because I forgot where is that, uh, where is that verse? That is much easier for a camel uh, to go to the needle's eye than for a rich man to go to the kingdom of heaven. Um, what it basically means, the needle eye is, is not the needle eye that you, that you know. It's the needle eye is that the parking place of the camel. So I, I don't have any picture. I don't know where is that. Um, so the camel needs to go down or to bow down to fit into the needle's eye. So for the camel to fit in, where is it? Yeah, in Mark chapter 10, verse 25, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of, uh, eye of the needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. So the Bible already predicted it's because of pride. It's hard for them to accept that they have made a mistake. Even... Uh, I hope Donald Trump is saved, but because uh, before, before because I always hear him, I always hear him say that he doesn't need forgiveness. So because he's a rich man, he thinks he's doing the right thing because he's rich. So those are those are the things. So it's it's that's how pride deceives us. And also the problem and and. Be careful with the honorary honorary things that you've earned, and I hope it doesn't get to your to your to your head. You know, sometimes when people achieve a PhD or something, they think so highly of themselves that they can no longer make mistakes. Um, so that's a very big mistake yeah. if you if you reach that level, because all of the achievements in this world is nothing if you know nothing about the Bible. Yeah. You're still a fool in front of God. No matter how smart you are in mathematics, that's nothing. So, because if you have the tools and you don't know how to use it, still useless. So, point number eight, thinking that you can sin and not reap the consequences. So, very, very common. The reason why we sin is because we thought we can get away with it. In Galatians chapter 6, verse 7. Galatians chapter 6, verse 7. We thought we can get... Sometimes we think we can get away with it. And here's the truth. Galatians chapter 6, verse 7. Be ye not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, he shall also reap. So we cannot, we, we cannot escape. We cannot escape God's, uh, God's punishment or God's sanction. Whatever that is sown... In the future, we will reap those. We will reap those things. And this is when we, the concept of sowing and reaping. If you think about it, if you plant a single seed, it will bear more fruit, which means it's going to bear more than what you've sown. So it's going to be more than. So it's good to plant good things now. So always think about the consequences before doing that sin. Think about the consequences. Number nine, thinking that it is okay to hear God's word and not do it, says here in James chapter 1, verse 22. This is also a form of deception. James chapter 1, verse 22. But be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. Why, why do we think deceiving our own selves? Because you just wasted your time. You just wasted energy. So hear the word. And make a commitment. Make a commitment. Yeah. Whatever it is that is you're trying to commit, make a commitment. Um, 
I know it's hard. I know it's. I, I know it's. Be you need to start on baby steps, but you gotta do it. You gotta do it. Um, we need to work. We need to work on these things. Um, because people will not going to believe us if we just hear it and not do it. People are not going to trust us. And also the worst, the worst case that could happen is you will not respect yourself because you're listening to the word of God and you're not doing it. You will not respect yourself. So that's another problem. So I know it's hard. You, you, we can never be perfect. That's true. But we need to make a commitment. And do not beat yourself up if you, if you fail. Do not beat yourself up. Just speak yourself. Just encourage yourself in the Lord and pray and continue moving on. Point number 10. Thinking that fornicators, idolaters, homosexuals, thieves, covetous, drunkards, revilers will go to heaven. No, they will not go to heaven. It says here in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9 to 10. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind. So <clears throat> this is basically sin in general. So people think that even though they sin, ah, I'm still going to church, you know, the common belief of the Catholic Church, as long as I do the seven sacraments, as long as I can pay the bribe uh, to the priest, I could go to heaven. So that's the biggest deceit. You cannot go to heaven. The only way to heaven is the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Um, there's no other way. There's only one. Right. 11. Thinking or saying that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. So I already mentioned this before. Sometimes we think that we are better. We are better people than everyone else. No, we are not better than everyone else. We are just as the same. We are just as wretched sinner, yeah. just like Adolf Hitler. Everyone inside of us, have a, we have a spirit of Adolf Hitler. It's just that it is under control because we fear God. That's the only difference. We fear God. Uh, we, we have feared, because we've studied the Word of God, we have feared God. So, but we need to, we need to, we need, I'm not saying that we are Adolf Hitler. What I'm saying is we have the same capacity. So don't think that you are, ah, I'm a good person, I will just be wishy-washy. No. Be prepared. Be always prepared because you don't know how the devil is going to attack you. Yep. So in 1 John chapter 1, verse 8, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. So be careful. And also point number, I already mentioned this because point number 12 is about the Roman Catholic Church. I already mentioned that. So next is point number 13, men. So men, people in general, be careful. That's why it says here, do not put your confidence in man. That includes you. Do not put your confidence in yourself. Do not put confidence in yourself. Put trust in God. Do not be complacent. Do not be complacent. I'm smart. I can figure this out. No. Right. You have to pray. Yeah. Because you don't know. Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for ye not know what tomorrow shall bring forth. So, <clears throat> uh, by the slight of men and cunning craftiness, thereby they lie in wait to deceive. It says here in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 14, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slate of man and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. So be careful, don't just trust. Ah, because I saw this in the news. Remember that the news outlets are made by people. Ah, because I saw this, because I saw that. So you have to ask yourself, is this true? Always, always have doubts. Always question, have a conversation because that's the only way you know, to learn, we need to learn. We need to be, uh, we need, we, we should not be intellectually or mentally lazy. Yeah. We need to understand what's going on. Yeah. We don't just deceive, ah, because this person said so and so. Who is this person? I don't know this guy. If it said, if it said by God, I will believe it 100%. Because it said by God, because it says here in, 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 um, uh, 
in uh, in the Bible, or it says, or if it's in eyewitness testimony, right? Because in court that is more that is honored evidences and eyewitness testimony. So act like you're in court. You're the judge in court. That's how you do it. You hear both sides and then you make your judgment. It's like anyone here who played Sudoku. Played Sudoku. You know, I love I love playing Sudoku. Sudoku is like I I when I when I'm playing Sudoku, it's like um, you know, if you play the very hard ones. I even created a small program that solves Sudoku, but I haven't figured out the exact I haven't created the algorithm. But it's just so fun that I want to automate it. That the computer will solve itself. Um, <clears throat> so it's like you know, in Sudoku puzzle, you have these numbers, right? These black numbers. Those are the truth or the true numbers. I call it just the true numbers because you cannot move it. So that's already given. And then you try to answer it. You try to answer it, and based from what is true, you will try to. Uh, uh, you will try to find what's the next number that is true in that particular position. So same with our, when we're trying to figure out what's the truth. Um, the Bible is like the, it's like the numbers in Sudoku. So for those who don't know, it's like basically your constitution or your basis for everything. It's like, this is the rules in mathematics. So if it does, if you cannot apply the rules in mathematics, if it doesn't apply to this, it's probably false. So that's how you measure it. So that's why we need to study. We need to study the Bible because we could learn here uh, the nature, the nature of men, the human nature. Number fourteen. The last, the last uh, thing that deceives us is the flesh, the lust of the flesh. It says here in Ephesians chapter four, verse twenty-two. Ephesians chapter four, verse twenty-two. That ye put off concerning the former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt according to deceitful lusts. So we need to put off concerning the former conversation of the old man. So what is that? What is he referring to? We need to put off the old man. Because when we got saved, we have two natures existing in us. You know, the two natures, the spirit and the flesh. So the flesh has to be, when you say put off, is the influence has to be removed. That's coming from the flesh because it is, uh, this is where the lust comes from. You know, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. This is where all of the lust comes from. So the conclusion so the conclusion is that we need to be careful about these things that deceive us, and do not belittle your position. Uh, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just a member here. There's nothing I can do. No, there's something you can do. Number one is do not be deceived. That's the best thing you can do, because if you are not deceived, you will prevent lies from spreading. You will prevent lies from spreading, and also when you know. When you have studied the Word of God, you cannot be deceived, and also you cannot, it's impossible for you, it's hard for you to be deceived, at the same time you cannot be a deceiver. Because if we are not doing our part, sadly we will become deceiver ourselves. So, be careful. So, alright, so what else? I think, did I miss anything? Okay, so let's close now in the Word of Prayer. Um, Father God in heaven, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for uh, deceiving, Lord, that you have given to us, Lord, and also, Lord, and also, Lord, thanks for the reminder, Lord, about the deceitfulness, Lord, of the heart, and also, Lord, of the world, and of the and of the flesh, Lord. Help us, Lord, to overcome this, and give us wisdom, and equip us, Lord, so that we could overcome this um, this deception that is all around us. And also, Lord, help us, Lord, to identify what is true, Lord, and what is not. Um, uh, give us, and also, Lord, give us humility, Lord, in our hearts um, so that we could see 
so we could so we could hear uh, so we could have a proper judgment lord in everything that we do forgive us our sins and shortcomings lord and bless this uh, evening lord in jesus christ's name we pray amen Okay, thank you, Ram. That was a good uh, message about deception. Okay, let's all stand for our last um, hymn, Mansion Over the Hilltop.